Hi everybody and welcome to episode 7 of the Back 40. Rough Reality. This episode we'll be covering Supernatural's episode Ghost Facers. Yes, Ghost Facers. Ghost Facers. That's right. Um, we got a couple more episodes of Supernatural left this season. I think three or four. And it has been picked up for next season. So that's exciting. Yes. Good, good idea for the CW to do that. And also, before we jump in this episode, we like to just remind you, please drop us an email at back40podcast at hotmail.com or check us out on www.theback40podcast.blogspot.com. I swear we need a website with a shorter thing. <laughs> yes. Like, just back40podcast.com would be nice. Yeah, we'll get one. We're going to get it one day when I get money. I'm a poor college man. Yeah. We get out of college and get real jobs. We can get it. Yes. So we open up with Supernatural, and it's a little different feel. We see Harry Spangler and Ed Zedmore, who we remember from season one. It was season one. The Hellhounds episode. The Hellhounds. Yes. And um, we see they've made a demo tape. They're trying, and the funny thing about their little intro, they're like, this will truly terrify you. And we know with the writer's strike going on, you got nothing better. Yeah, and they even mentioned the writer's strike in there. I know, which was crazy. Yeah. He says, what we have to show you will change the world forever. <laughs> Ghost Facers. Yeah, and then we go into that rocking theme song. Ghost Facers. Ghost Facers. Yeah. Something about staying in the kitchen. Staying when the ki in the kitchen yes. when the kitchen gets hot. We go places where others will not. <laughs> Ghost Facers. Great song there. <laughs> so we're first introduced to the Ghost Facers team where they will be inspecting haunted houses and supernatural yes. phenomena. Phenomena. So they're meeting, you know, we got Kenny Spruce. Wild names. <laughs> yeah. He's the uh, camera guy. Yeah. We got Ed's adopted sister Maggie. Adopted. I finally Obviously. noticed that. Yes. And we've got intern Alan Corbett. Who will turn out to play a main role in the episode. Corbett! <laughs> okay, sorry. The new target for this week's episode for them will be the Morton House, which is supposedly haunted every leap year. Yes. And nobody's ever supposedly stayed in it past 12 o'clock. So they decide, they have the bright idea that they're going to go, you know, be the first ones to stay in it past midnight on leap year. Which is, you know... Pretty stupid, if you yeah. ask me. So they're meeting in what seems like their facilities when all of a sudden their board just <laughs> falls over and we realize they're in Ed's uh, garage and his dad has opened the garage. And he's like, Dad, come on. Come on, Dad. He's trying to get in the garage and they're having a like, top Ghost Facers meeting. meeting. Yeah. So they go to the Morton house, filming as they're going along with these handheld cameras and night vision goggles. And they pick this time to talk about how they should have gotten a permit. For something. Don't get a permit? Yeah. No, but that'd be a good idea for next time. Yeah. So they prepare to break in when a car drives by and we hear some rocking yes. rock. Yep. It was a good song actually. What song was I forget what it was. I don't remember. But it was a well known song rocking. that I really should know. And, and we see Sam and Dean are driving by. But anyway, so the ghost facers wait till they're gone and then they break the chain, cut it with the bolt cutters. And sneak into the house. Yep. And they set up their equipment. Well. What did they call their little 
This is um, Central something Central. Yeah, it's party central is what it is. Yeah. Not really. But uh, Ed and Corbett, you know, they go around trying to contact the spirits. And then Harry Spruce and Maggie scan and momentarily, you know, they the camera flickers and then, you know, they think they're detecting a ghost and then it disappears. And so uh, that disappears and they go to a room, you know, and... Harry runs away when he spots a dead rat, which is, you know, we saw a lot of rats tonight. The Eagle's so, Nest. Yeah, the Eagle's Nest was what their command center was Casey called. took wonderful notes. I just yes. had to find it. Um, and reading his handwriting is no easy task. No, it was all chicken scratch. But anyway, so, we got so the Eagle's Nest. Harry's in there and he's freaking out because there's a dead, dead rat. And then he finally, you know, gains control of himself and, and, uh, the police barges in, and Supposedly. they're like, they're like, this is the police, and they're gonna arrest, you know, Ed and and Corbett. Allen is his first name, but they call him. We're Corbett calling Corbett because that's what they called him in the episode. But it's really only Sam and Dean, and then uh, Ed. The, Ed says, "Wait, I know you're not cops." Yes, the bearded wonder recognizes the bearded wonder. Yeah, because he he's like later on. Something happens with the beard. Yes. About <laughs> something totally disturbing, but you know. we'll get there eventually. Um, so uh, he recognizes them and said, um, "You know, you're those guys from West Texas." And uh, Dean is not. Happy. He's not happy. No. We hear a lot of this, if you must know. Okay. And so Dean's not happy, and he wants to know. He remembers there were two guys. In West Texas, and he wants to know where the other one is. He wants to know where Harry is. He's so we cut to Harry's team, and they've got their little uh, temperature gauge, their little EMF, whatever it's called. Yeah. Their fancy ghost chasing equipment, ghost, ghost facing chasers. equipment. Ghost facer. Um, but they detect temperature drops and scan another room in there, and uh. And they see a ghost. Yes. And every time we're going to see a ghost through their amazing cameras. Their flickering, staticky, you know, cameras. And then we see that ghost got gunned down. He is. He just got. He's like a somebody busted a cap. lobster. Somebody busted okay. a cap. Yes. And he died. So Dean and Sam show Ed reports about how people have actually tried to stay in the house before. And they go missing. And none of them have made it out. None exactly. of them have came back out. And Ed's like, that's just bull. Nobody's really stayed in here. Wow, that looks really real. And then Harry's team's come running in. And they're all panicked because they, <laughs> they just saw that man get, you know, shot. And and they try to, you know, Sam and Dean realize what something weird's going on. And they realize that they don't need to be in the house. So they're like, everybody get out right now. And, and nobody wants to go, apparently. And so they'd stand over there in the eagle's nest. And and this is all Corbett's fault, that they can't leave at this point anyway. Yeah, because is he gone? He's missing, but... He's gone. Before he's... we realized that, Maggie plays, you know, some footage of the ghost they saw. And the, the boys, they realize it's a death loop. Yeah, which is kind of weird. I've never heard of that before. Yeah, me neither. Have you? 
Death Loop is apparently where people just relive their death over yeah, and over. Their ghost just, you know, he won't stop dying. He won't quit. <laughs> so he just keeps on and on and yeah. on. Um, so Maggie plays back the footage and uh, and they figure that out, as you said before. And they realize that a Death Loop is probably not that dangerous, but something else something's causing it. Something. You know, and they're like, I don't remember anybody being gunned down in all these reports at this house. But so then, why is it happening? after that, they finally realized that Alan Corbett is not there. Corbett, Corbett is gone. Dang it, Corbett! So they don't want to leave, and he's upstairs. He runs off by himself, Spirits. like stupid. You should never run off by yourself in the haunted house. This is Alan Corbett. So he's up there. I'm trying to speak to the spirits in this house. The restless spirits in the house. And you know something bad is going to happen anytime somebody's by themselves trying to speak to restless spirits. Because that man behind him. Not a good combination. So uh, he's he's got on his night vision, you know, goggles, and he just doesn't see the guy, I mean, the ghost behind him. That and, ghost freaked me out. Yes. And then it happens. <laughs> so he's screaming. And it, you know, the ghost facers hear him, and they run upstairs, and he is, you know, pulled away to somewhere. He's been hauled off. Yes, he's taken away. Totally. It's now one minute to midnight. And you know they're trying to get the ghost facers out without, you know, they won't leave. They refuse to leave without Corbett, which you can't blame him. Who's going to leave their buddy in a haunted house? True. And then the clock ticks midnight, and. The house becomes a lockdown. And Sam and Dean realize that they're in deep trouble. Long haul. Yes, they're going to be in there for the rest of the night. Or the rest of their lives. If they don't manage to get out. Yes. But they, uh, they, there happens some kind of a supernatural seal job on all the exit doors. So they can't get out. And, uh, and then the cameras start, you know, going crazy again. And they, something else comes up. Another, another loop. Another, death. another echo. And uh, Dean does something weird it's right here. It's a death loop, Casey. He's all, yes, a death loop, death echo thing. Loop. Death loop. loop. Okay. A death loop. Well, Dean does something weird, <laughs> and he's all, he's all like running up to it and going, Hey, buddy, you're dead. Snap out of it. You don't know you're dead, but you're really dead. And uh, so then he talks to it, and... He can't suck it out of it, and suddenly we hear a weird-sounding train whistle, and they and the ghost gets slammed through the wall, like he's been run over by the train. And there's obviously not a train at the house, so once again they've got this death loop, echo, whatever you want to call it. Because you know you're supposed to die there. If, if you're gonna have if, your little echo yes, there, you should have died there. If your echo is gonna be there, you've got to die there. But they know somebody didn't die there. Which is why this whole thing is weird. So, yeah. so now they're going through like this big the thing. Where'd they get it? Out of the fridge? The freezer? I don't know. He was in there with the the bunker, the oh. you know living room thing, I guess. But they find some little certificate, you know, that belonged to the Laos. Uh, Laos. Ooh. The last. The last owner. owner of the house, Mr. Daggett. And he was a janitor. Yes, they figure out he was. He was doctor. He was not doctor. He was not Doctor Jan Etor, but the they, janitor. 
Nobody's going to know what we're ever talking about. No. We keep saying Dr. Jan Etor. No, but... We can't keep our show straight. Yeah. So he was a janitor at a hospital, and he died in 1964. And they realized that as they're looking around his little bunker thing where he stayed and lived, they realized that they've found a bunch of army rations. And that is obviously Survival books about Cold War. That's all he ate was sea rations. And And then they see his taxidermy, Albie. That was weird. And they find toe tags. And that was the that was the thing that tipped you know the boys off about it. See, we've got a train accident, we've got a suicide, and somebody getting shot. Right. So they've got these uh, the death echoes or loops. They've got these. Okay, it's a death echo going through a death loop. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So now I'm now I'm straight. The echo is looping, so it doesn't stop because. yeah. We realized that Daggett was bringing his buddies home. From very the disturbing. Very, very disturbing. He brought the cadavers home to, uh, Dean says, to play. Because the ghost facers obviously don't know what's going on. Ghost facers? So he's, <laughs> so he's having to explain it. And he's like, well, he brought them home to play. And they're all like, ooh, like that. So then after that happens, they detect another you know, manifestation type ghost thing. And all of a sudden, Sam's gone. And his flashlight... Like yes. Like a snap. And his flashlight is on the floor. And Dean's like, oh no. No. Dean's like, Sam! Yeah, like he always does. Sammy! <laughs> yeah, he's running Sammy! out of the house. So they, uh, they then go to look for their... You know, they look for Sam and Corbett. Yes. For a while. Also among the many screams from Dean, you also have many of this. But uh, they take a minute to look for them, and then Harry and Maggie take a little time out in the corner over there, and they start making out, and uh, Ed catches up to them, and he realizes that you know his best friend is making out with his sister. And he's not too happy about this. And That's a dirty, by the way. He's like... <laughs> He's like, yeah, that was kind of low down, but he's like, hold my glasses and hand his glasses to the camera guy and starts wailing on. Uh, it was like cat fight of the nation. He's wailing on. Wailing. <laughs> yeah, he's. They're he's, like. Yeah, he's putting down the beat down on uh, on Harry, and so uh, then uh, then Dean is just like. He furious. Up. He's furious because, you know... And I won't add another bleep, but there's some bleeps going yeah, on. Yeah, he's like, they're, we're missing two people and you guys are, like, fighting. You guys are bleeping, bleeping, bleeping. Yeah. So he, so he breaks them up. And then... Then we go to uh, the hiding place where the ghost has taken... Or Daggett. Sam. Yes, Daggett has taken Sam and Corbett. And uh, they're actually tied to the chairs. At a freaky little table. Yeah. With a lot of other people. And cake. What used to be people. And what used to be cake. What used to be cake and a creepy song playing. <laughs> it's my party. Yeah. And I'll cry if I want to. And he appears to be having, you know. He just wants a birthday. Yeah. He Gosh. appears to be having a birthday party. And the dead people that he's brought home are obviously the guests. And, uh. He, he's talking and he tells him, um, he tells Corbett, he tells, yeah, he said, this won't even hurt. And then he 
like stabs him in in the head. He cadavered his head. And uh, and ultimately puts a party hat on his head. Why? You know. He puts one on Sam too. Yeah. And he gives Sam one because he doesn't want Sam to feel left out. And then uh. Is that what it is? And then. Yeah, that's the only thing I can think of. Yeah. And then Dean remembers all that stuff about the Cold War and atomic, you know, survival of an atomic bomb. And he figures, you know, he must have made a bomb shelter and it must be in the basement. Somehow he realizes that the bomb shelter would be in the basement. And so, but something cuts him off. You know, he's with Kenny and Daggett, the ghost, closes a door between him and the others. And Dean tells them to get, you know, get some salt out of his duffel. Yeah. There's get some, the salt out of my duffel. There's some salt in my duffel. And, uh, and make us... Make a, a circle. Salt, salt circle so that the ghost can't penetrate in the circle. And, uh, and then Dean goes into the basement and, uh... Spruce is with him. Yes. Still. Spruce and Dean go into the basement and... Corbett appears as an echo outside while they stand in the, uh... Man, but what about Ed and Harry's heart-to-heart? Oh, that's right. I was going to skip that one, but we'll we'll cover it. He, uh, they're standing in the circle and they're scared of their wits. That's guy love right there. And he's like, dude, it's totally okay if you want to get it on with my sister. Which is... Well, Maggie takes offense. Maggie takes a swing, actually. And, uh... So then after that happens, Corbett appears as a death echo to them inside the circle. And uh and Kenny, the camera guy, had heard earlier in the episode Sam tell Dean that he only had two months to live. And so Kenny's wondering what's up with that and Dean doesn't want any part of telling him. He's like, Well just shut up and you know, we gotta do our jobs and get our people back. So uh then uh Dean finds the uh where he sees a cabinet and pulls it off the wall to reveal the secret hiding spot of the party. Yeah, and then he blows the ghost out of the water with the rock salt with the bullet. rock salt of yeah. all things. He's good with the rock salt bullets. Yes. And they find some bodies in there, which is nasty. And they're all sitting around the table with what used to be cake. And they're having a dead birthday party. <laughs> and yeah, and then Dean comes to the conclusion that he uh, pretty much, you know, brought these corpses home because he was lonely. Yeah. He was scared of the Cold War. And then Sam was like... And he killed himself he had a, down there with yeah. horse tranks. He had a birthday party and then went upstairs and OD'd on horse tranks. And Dean was like, how do you know that? And Sam was like, well, he told me. He told me. Yeah. And so, I got lonely. Yeah. So And then we go back upstairs in the rock salt circle with uh Harry and Ed and they're they're hearing Corbett whimper and they're like peeing, and they're <laughs> That was nice <laughs> That was nice oh. Um and they're hearing him whimper and So somebody has to get him out of the death loop that Alan he's in. Says, Ed, this is this is a job for you. Yeah, because he had feelings for you. He crosses the salt you know, and Alan's like, be careful, don't cross it. It's you. And Ed's like, you know, I've got to, i got to snap him out like Dean says. But then we go back to Dean, and they're trying to break through, you know, and Daggett comes back. 
he's, and, he's trying to get on the, the uh, first floor, and then the ghost comes back, and Sam does something and takes care of him for a little while. More rock salt. Yeah. He blessed him with rock salt. And then upstairs, Harry says to Ed, he's talking to Ed, and he says, well, you know, um, you could probably get him out of his death loop since, you know, he had feelings for you. And Ed's like, what, do you, what, what feelings? And then he said, you got to be gay for that man. And he said, you got to go be gay for him. And then so Ed steps out of the circle. He says, you know, Corbett, you, you meant a lot to the team. And, oh, and you meant a lot to me. You and, meant a lot to me. You know, he's all like, you never said a bad word. You, you know, and I always remember that. And after that little sweet conversation, Corbett finally snaps out of the uh, the death loop and Ed asks him to help him. And he's, and we go back down into the basement and it's Daggett and the uh, and the Winchester boys. And Daggett sneaks up on him and attacks him. And all of a sudden we uh, we see Corbett and he uh, in all his glory. Yes, in all his ghostly ghostly array. And he destroys Daggett. He just tackled him and yeah. they like disappeared. Yeah, they poofed. What a hit, into, man. Yeah, it was like a linebacker. Yeah. True that. And so they're destroyed. And then that's the end of the uh, the end of the footage. And then we see Ed and Harry in the chair wrapping up the movie. And yeah, they're uh, in their robes around the fire. Yeah. And they say, you know, we've lost a friend but gained two new allies. Yeah. So they get all Sam and Dean's information, I guess. They were writing down stuff. And uh They do a little tribute to Corbett. Yeah. Granting him full ghost facer status, by the way. He's, He's no, no longer an intern. That's right. And uh so and then they end with the uh sweet little highlight of Corbett. Saying, I just hope all my dreams are. I think all our dreams are going to come true. Yeah, and that was before is they. That, even, is that bad? Is that kind of lame? Is that stupid? So that was before they went in the house. So that was a good way to end that. And then we revealed to. Uh, we're revealed that we we're watching. Along with Sam and Dean. Yes. All the time. Yes. We're watching the movie, and. Uh, Dean admits, you know, it's pretty good. Yeah, he said, "I thought that was half awesome." <laughs> That's like full awesome. Yeah. And, uh, and, but, so the ghost chasers are going to take their footage to the world, and Sam and Dean were like, whoa, boys, you better not do this, because you know what you get when you tell the world about the paranormal. Bad things happen. They yes. understand. Either a straitjacket or a punch in the face. Yep. And, uh. Sometimes both. So, uh, so they just figure they're jealous, and they, and the boys just go ahead and leave after telling them that. Because they realize they're not going to listen to him. And they uh, leave their duffel bag. With the rock salt. Yeah. And uh, and then the ghost facers discover that the bag is still there. And they foolishly open it up. And what's in it is an electromagnet. The magnet wipes out all their computers. All their tape. It erases the whole entire thing. And so we're outside the house and Sam and Dean are getting in their nice, nice car. And they're like, you think it worked? Yeah. And then they hear them, oh, ah, it's gone. It's no. Gone. So they're laughing and they drive away and the episode ends. So overall this week, 
little disappointing because we've been waiting for Supernatural to come back for a month or so, and I was just thinking we're going to get more into the plot of, you know, let's see what's going to happen with Dean, but it was, it was entertaining. Yeah, it was just kind of like Jared said. It had been a while, and I was expecting a little bit more. I, you know, it was a it broke the mold, really. It was different as far as episodes of Supernatural go. Um, it was enjoyable to an extent, but it's just like when you realize that something's not really going to have much of a purpose in the long run, you're like, okay, why was this? did this happen? But other than that, it was enjoyable. It was, you know, off the beaten path a little bit. So, And I guess it's good to uh, do something different every once in a while. So. Yeah, it was a fun episode. So. Uh, anyway, stay tuned. After the music, we'll talk about what's to come in the next couple episodes. And uh, thanks for listening. Once I rose above the noise and confusion Just to get a glimpse beyond this illusion I was soaring ever higher Alright, now, spoilers for next week's Supernatural episode, titled Long Distance Caller. Ooh. Dean is stunned after he receives a phone call from his dad, guest star Jeffrey Dean Morgan, who tells him he has a solution to get Dean out of his deal. Sam and Dean fight because Sam is skeptical that it is really John on the other end of the phone and warns Dean not to listen to him, but Dean disagrees and sets off in his own path to follow his father's orders. That coming down straight from the CW. Yes. The so, CW official description. Yes. Other things, um, Entertainment Weekly speculates that Sam and Dean will be visiting a town haunted by phone calls from dead loved ones, which kind of leads us to believe, you know, maybe it's just... You know, the, the ghost or the whatever. The ghost or hunting. whatever. But yes. Spoiler Fix tells us that Sam and Dean hunt a Krakota. Its goal is to get people to kill themselves and then take their souls. In order to do this, it communicates via phone and computer as a dead loved one. Dean gets information on the demon holding that contract on his soul from a seemingly unlikely source. While Sam goes to confront the Krakota, Dean unknowingly prepares to ambush an innocent victim. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. So, what do you think that unlikely source could be? I think it might be guest star Jeffrey Dean Morgan. You think we're going to see Jeffrey Dean Morgan? You think it's just his voice? I hope we're going to see him. It says guest star Jeffrey Dean Morgan. I want to see Jeffrey Dean Morgan. It says phone call from from his dad. But I think maybe he can meet with his spirit or something. Surely they wouldn't just have his voice on there and be Surely they wouldn't dangle this over us. Yeah. I'm excited because we're going to be getting back into the uh, heart of the matter next week. Let's get Dean out of the deal. The whole contract, and we finally get information on who, in fact, is holding that contract. So, that's going to be exciting. Yeah. It's looking like. Um, As far as Supernatural goes, we've got three more episodes left. So Coming down to the wire. They'll be three weeks in a row going on the same thing as Smallville. Same little schedule. So, 
We're real excited, and we do have a fourth season has been picked up on Supernatural. So Yay. excited to see what they do, and uh, just it's a great show. If y'all aren't watching it, and you just happen to stumble upon us via Smallville, Scrubs, Reaper, check out Supernatural. It's time to, to jump going. on the bandwagon. I know. I didn't jump on until season two. I didn't either, but I'm glad I did. I jumped on right before season two. I haven't once regretted jumping on. No. Some weeks I enjoy Supernatural more than Smallville, which is a sin for me to say, but <laughs> some weeks I just do. I look forward to Supernatural more because... I'm into that ghost dealing thing, yeah. but don't ask me to go running through graveyards and haunted houses because no. I'm I'm a big sissy. No, I would need to change pants if that ever happened to me. Yes, ghost facers, ghost facers. So thanks again for listening and putting up with us singing that theme song. Ghost facers, thank you. Anyway. Uh, see y'all next week with a new episode oh, for Supernatural, but check out the other episodes for if you're interested in Scrubs, Reaper, or Smallville. Hope you listen to them all, but thanks for listening. Today's podcast featured music by Kansas. They rock. Check out their music on iTunes, buy their CDs. Are they still touring? I don't know. They're old. Are they still alive? <laughs> yes. Rock on. So check out their music. But no pirating. <laughs>